Hello, and welcome to another episode of Offbeat Grad. My name is Sam, and it is Thursday. I hope you've had a lovely week so far. It's actually Wednesday for me. I thought it was Thursday. I woke up and, like, went through my day as if it was Thursday, and then it occurred to me it is, in fact, not Thursday. So that is a touching story from yours truly. But... I'm coming to you from a place of anxiety because I will be paying my taxes very shortly. By paying, I mean filing. And it's going to be a little bit of a nightmare. This is the first year that I had several clients send me um, 1099 MISC forms, which honestly, not about it. Um, I understand why they did it. It wasn't like it's good that they followed the law. But at the same time, it makes my life so complicated because now I have to go through them and see which ones gave me a form and which ones didn't. And then like somehow do math. And I'm not, I don't know, just no. And it's going to take forever. And then I have to go through and add all of my, um, uh, my expenses, which aren't enough, honestly. That's my complaint. Why don't I charge more money to myself? And dealing with that just doesn't sound like a good Wednesday night. It sounded like a good Thursday night, but not a good Wednesday night. So I'm stressed about that. But that's what, I mean, that's not what we're talking about today. What we're going to talk about today is something I saw on Fast Company. But it is basically the three things that all freelancers need in order to like be financially stable. And for me, financially stable is like my trigger word of like happiness and joy. It is my ultimate life goal. Um, Speaking of financially stable, fun update that nobody cares about, but I do. I have surpassed my highest income again for the third month in a row. And that is, wow, I'm just out here living the dream. Um, It's really good for me. I'm not trying to brag. Um, I just am really proud of it. And I want to talk more about it because I think it's cool when freelancers um, do well. I like when I see other freelancers doing well, and so I'm going to join that conversation, and you're going to have to deal with it, so sorry. But anyway, we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about what you, or the collective you, um, has to do if you want to be financially stable. And this is a hot topic, especially with the new legislation in California, which is actually changing a lot because people obviously were freaking out. Talked about it a few times, but basically the law is that um, if a freelancer is worked with by a company like a certain number of times, that company... Um, can no longer work with them on a contract basis. It needs to, like, either give them full-time benefits or just, like, figure it out. But, like, obviously that didn't happen, so uh, it's a mess. And it's not a good time. So instead, um, a lot of people are just thinking about the things you need to do if you... (laughs) It's actually an article for legislators. Legislators? Hello? Um, for, for government people in, who make laws, I'm very articulate, um, for them to know how to not mess things up with their dumb, stupid rules, like they did in California, where they made an oopsie, and it didn't make any sense. So now, this, this article basically serves the purpose of being like, hey, if you're trying to actually help freelancers, these are the three things that they actually care about. And I agree with all of them. So let's talk about them. So the first one, obviously, is economic security. Um, first and foremost, I don't think there's any confusion here. It said uh, two in three Americans, according to Pew Research, um, actually agree that this should be 
a top concern for the government. Um, hello? Um, we're in a period of extreme inequality, and I'm living in it. We're all living in it, and we all see it, and it's not fun. So let's fix it. Um, I can personally relate to this. I know I just bragged about my highest earning month ever, but I have, this is a recent development for me, and I've had a lot of struggles with money my whole life, and I know firsthand just how stressful it is. I feel like it will take over your life. When you don't have enough money, it's all you think about. You're always wondering, how will I pay for rent? How will I pay for my Chipotle? How will I get my avocado toast? You're just worried um, about making ends meet, and it's terrifying and not fun, and that kind of safety net, I've talked about it before, it is such a must, but even then, it's just really hard to shake that mentality. So if you don't even have economic security, it's all you're thinking about. It's obviously the most important thing to you. And the issue here is a lot of people choose freelancing because not only they want the freedom, but they're in a situation where they're unable to do a traditional full-time job, um, like retirees or um, stay-at-home parents, or uh, maybe they're disabled or they work in a like a rural area, they don't have a lot of opportunities, um, maybe they have a chronic illness, um, maybe they're a college student, this list goes on, like I know I personally started because I was a college student and I didn't have a lot of full-time opportunities because I was in college, and uh, because so many people are in these situations, it's not really necessarily <laughs> that they are starting from a position of economic security, and it only gets worse when you freelance full-time, and you don't have that built-in safety net. But at the same time, there are things the government could do to probably make this a little bit easier. Not trying to get political, but maybe like uh, more affordable healthcare or education. Just throwing it out there. I know it's crazy. Um, the next thing this article says that all freelancers need is legal literacy, and I totally agree because as someone who freelances full-time, the, the number one question I usually get after the next thing we're about to talk about is legal literacy. So people asking how to pay their taxes or like, how do they need an LLC? Like these are the most common questions. And I totally understand why they are questions. I think it's good to that you're asking these questions. It's worse to not ask these questions. But the truth of the matter is there's a lot of people who really just don't understand these topics and they are complicated. It's hard to learn about these things. They're not really talked about in school. I definitely think um, college and high schools should take a, like a stronger approach to talking about entrepreneurship and these types of business terms that do come up in the real world even if you have a full-time regular job like taxes are still a big part of that and I think more awareness about how these taxes work just sort of debunk a lot of myths and make these things less scary and also they save people money because if you're not paying your quarterly taxes or you mess up in your tax planning or like you get sued or something because you had the wrong business entity entity um, you could be out a lot of cash, and that sucks. Like, no one wants to deal with that. So it's really interesting. And when you're a freelancer, you're both an employee, a contractor, and a business owner, like, all at the same time. And it's very confusing. And it's so new. And unlike employment law, which a lot of people have already, like, figured out, um, there's not that much <laughs> information about laws that govern freelancers. So people often aren't taken seriously if they're not paid on time or they don't know how to enforce a contract and they don't know if they can take a client to work, etc. It's just complicated, and I feel like that's something that we need to talk about more and that also needs to be developed more. It's also just not on the burden. It doesn't just fall on the freelancer. It also falls on the government and our structures, etc. So 
that's my rant. And then last but not least, the final thing that they said all freelancers need is platform partners. So what this means is platforms that are like Upwork or Fiverr, etc. And beyond that, so not just for those, but also things like productivity or invoicing apps or self-employment income tax calculators, like those kinds of things. God, I need that. But it is really just, we don't have enough tools for the types of work we try to do. And if you're talking to any other kind of small business owner, running a coffee shop, running a service-based business, whatever, um, they likely have a huge arsenal of tools they could use and tons of companies that develop things just for them. And since freelancing is so small and so new, it's not even small, but it is new. A lot of software companies, a lot of service-based companies, etc. just don't really realize the need for these types of tools and I think they're doing us a disservice. At the same time, I think a lot of them make the mistake of thinking freelancers don't have a lot of money and that's not true. First of all, did you hear my income statement? But also, um, they don't think that freelancers have the ability to invest in their own business as much as like a small business or a mid to large size business and that is definitely true. But at the same time, it's not true and actually a lot of the leading groups of influencers are lawyers, not influencers, wow, of um, <laughs> freelancers are lawyers or financial advisors or like upper level professionals. I don't mean upper level, like just just like more niche things um, that are higher earning professions and they would really benefit from these types of tools and resources and there just really isn't anyone serving that market and that's something that the government could really work on or <laughs> that people in and software as a service or other types of industries like that could really work on. And I would throw money at that like nobody's business. So that's my take. I thought that was a really interesting article. Um, I think it's a unique perspective to consider this from the lawmakers point of view and how they can help freelancers, especially since there's like millions of us now and we're out here living our life. Um, and it's really hard. It's, it's really hard. She says as she takes three naps a day and sleeps in till 1030 and like doesn't do a diddly squat. Um, but no, I work hard. Um, my fellow freelancers, we work hard. We're, we're living the dream, but it's also a really complicated dream. And <laughs> I say that as someone who's about to go pay my taxes. Um, meanwhile, speaking about taxes, I meant to do a taxes episode, but I didn't really want to do another one because I already did one last year around this time. And I don't want to beat a dead horse. So my final takeaway is if you are filing taxes, whether you're a freelancer or not, um, please, please, please don't use TurboTax or any other one of those services, unless you use the free version. But if you are getting any kind of money in any way as an independent contractor, TurboTax tries to shove money. They like, ooh, they're doing the most. They're just like, they will charge you so much to use their self-employed feature. And you don't need that. You don't need that. Also, last year, they majorly... I did that one. I used TurboTax and I used FreeTax USA and I compared them. Um, and TurboTax actually didn't even know about like one of the newest <laughs> laws um, that sort of helped um, self-employed people who make less than 118000 a year. You get like a pretty good tax break, honestly. Um, I'm not into conservative politics, but I am into that one. So <laughs> it actually helps you. And this wasn't even put into play on my TurboTax account, and I would have been paying a lot of gosh darn money out of pocket until I ran it through this other um, calculator, and it, I actually got a bit of a refund, which is unusual for my situation. So I would highly recommend you use a tool like FreeTax USA, or look around for a free tool, or even work with someone um, in your community if you really don't know where to start. Um, please don't use a tool like TurboTax that, that 
gets by by overcharging freelancers. Um, I think their self-employed version is like a hundred and something. It is, you do not need to pay that. Trust me. I know it's a, a tax write-off, but it is, it is really unnecessary when there's tools like Free Tax USA that will build all of your freelancing income right in the system without charging you anything extra. It's magic. Unless you make over a certain income, in which case they might. But if you make under like 64000 a year, then you shouldn't have to pay anything. I don't know what the exact number is, but it's around there. Um, so that's my takeaway on that. And then if you are a freelancer this year and this is your first year freelancing or making any money online, blogging or whatever, highly recommend you listen to my episode on taxes and that you also start putting away money for taxes right now. So it's already almost March, but in April is the first month where you pay quarterly taxes for the beginning of the year. If you don't pay quarterly taxes and you're expected to owe at least $1,000 to the IRS um, in your taxes, over the year, then you need to be paying quarterly or you're going to get hit with a fine and you don't want to get hit with a fine. So please don't do that. Um, just start putting some money away. I would recommend an Ally account, I would recommend, which is a high interest online savings account. I would recommend just creating a separate savings account with your current bank. I like Ally because you earn interest. Um, those are my, <laughs> my two tips. But um, just Keep that money away every time you get paid. Don't even think about it. Create a spreadsheet for yourself and just keep track of your income and start paying your taxes. That's my biggest tip for you. Um, taxes give me a lot of anxiety, but I've never had an issue with them. And I think it is completely because I overprepare. So definitely just be aware of taxes. As we said, legal problems are one of the biggest concerns for modern freelancers. And I understand it's super complicated, but it's also not. Um, it does sound really confusing the first time you look it up. I was so confused by quarterly taxes. I actually paid them wrong the first time and I panicked and I was like, I'm gonna get put in jail but you're not going to get put in jail and it all was fine if you make a mistake just keep track of your records keep track of everything keep a paper record store one online i don't care um put it in your basement but keep track of it and then as long as you have a, like a paper trail you should be fine no panic it's hard to mess up um and it's all gonna be okay just try your best um that's my moral of the day so this was a shorter episode because i have to go pay my taxes and i'm stressed out about that but also because i have a guest will be on my podcast next week and i'm preparing for that so you're welcome anyway i hope you have a productive week follow along with my work with me on thursday and i will see y'all later bye <laughs>